Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. There's a a story that is getting a a lot of attention, and it's from Milton, Ontario. A 22-year-old man, his name is Ali Mian, allegedly shot and killed an armed intruder during a home invasion two weeks ago. And uh, Mr. Mian has been granted bail, and there's lots of talk in this country, and there always is when there's a situation or a case like this, and we cannot presume or talk about guilt or innocence when the charges are laid, and we won't. But there's always a lot of talk about what the limit should be when it comes to self-defense. If you find yourself under, uh, under attack, whether you're in your home or elsewhere, what level of response are you entitled to by law to, uh, to, to deliver? Ed Berlew is a criminal lawyer in Toronto. He specializes in firearms-related cases. He's defended more than 700 cases involving licensed firearms owners and began this work in 1999. I've known Mr. Berlew for many time, many years. Ed, so we, we can't get into the specifics of the, of the case, guilt, innocence, uh, and so on. But the Milton case, the, unfolding the way it is... Um, can you explain to us what's going on? Well, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on because to me, uh, when I look at Section 34 of the Criminal Code, if you are in your home and you are facing deadly force, you can respond with deadly force. There is nothing in Canadian law that says we have to first try to retreat. That went out under the Harper government. He got rid of that. Now, we don't have it as strong as the council law, whereby, you know, if somebody breaks in, we can just shoot them. That, that apparently is what is done in some states in the United States, which is a very unusual part of the council law, not shared by other states. But in Canada, we don't have to retreat. And if they came in, and I know at least one who was captured by the police, he had... Uh, an unauthorized firearm. So if somebody comes into your house and they have a firearm and they're going to threaten you with it, well, the law seems to say in the statute itself, in the criminal code itself, that you can can respond with deadly force. So so you, um, you represented Ian Thompson in Ontario who was under assault by a number of individuals who were firebombing his home and shouting death threats. Mr. Thompson was a licensed gun owner. He was a firearms instructor. And if I remember correctly, and I interviewed him on this program, he shot over the heads of the intruders, and he was charged by police. And that case wound its way through the courts for quite a few years. So Mr. Thompson found himself in some significant difficulty. And, and Ed, you would know uh, it cost him a great deal personally and, and, uh, and financially, didn't it? Well, yes, it did because he lost the house. Um, the way I defended him was I said, you don't have to pay me a dollar. And the community supported him. And whatever the community gave me, that's what I got paid. But uh, I, I just couldn't let him face these charges. Yeah. And actually, early on, I got the Crown to drop. I negotiated a drop of the uh, attempt murder charge, and it just went on an unsafe storage charge. I remember and that. Because they, because they couldn't, the Crown was trying to say, oh, well, you must have had the gun out because you got it so quick. Well, you know, people don't understand that because you're familiar with your own safe and where your guns are, 
that you can get into them and, and get them out in a minute or two. And uh, during that time, I mean, for Mr. Thompson, the, the videos show that, that the public can see that he had at least full, uh, five molotail cocktails hit his house and one burned his dog up. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that was a reasonable response. We don't know the timeline here, but what we do know is that if this were a police situation, that the police would not have been charged because the police are trained. They're trained, and that gives them the benefit. And they're trained with what's called the wheel of force. So it starts with verbal command. Then it goes to um, uh, fisticuffs. Then it goes to um, sticks, and then it goes, you know, like a baton. Then it goes to uh, other restraints. Then it goes to uh, the, the uh, stun gun. Then it goes to the real gun. Yeah. So, and uh, but we don't have all those tools available to us when we're doing this. But also, if, if they come in with a with a gun, I mean, you can get your gun and and respond. So, so what happened then? And and again, we have to be careful because the case is before the courts. But but what happened then with uh, Mr. Meehan being granted bail at one hundred and thirty thousand dollars? How does this now factor into what's going on? Well, you know, he can't go back to his house. He's got to live with his grandmother. I hope grandmother knows how to defend him because there's still three perps out there, you know, with their one friend in custody and one friend dead or, co, you know, co-perp out there. They may want to wreak some revenge on him, on Mr. Me and himself. I don't know. But that's a substantial amount of bail. That's a high amount of bail. I was thinking that too, yeah. And uh, that would that would sort of discourage a lot of people from being able to even get out. So look, you've handled over 700 cases, firearms cases. Yeah. And, and what, what is the, um, what's the fundamental rule again about what you're permitted to do or not do when it comes to self-defense, defending yourself, defending your family, defending your home from assault? What's the rule? What's the fundamental law in this country? Well, the fundamental law is, is found in Section 34 of the Criminal Code, and there it goes through eight steps of, of, you know, what is reasonable in the circumstances with respect to the threat that you're facing. Did you face it properly? Did you use too much force or uh, a proper amount of force? And, uh, you know, if you're, looking at, if you're looking down the barrel of some perpetrator's gun who's broken into your house, well, they're not there for tea and cookies. And if you're facing the gun, believe me, you can you can retaliate with a gun, and you don't have to wait for them to shoot you dead first. But we don't have the castle doctrine, right? We we don't have the castle doctrine in this country. No, no. But you got to. We don't. But the, the the fact of the matter is that a castle doctrine is actually wrongly interpreted. A castle doctrine. Most castle doctrines require that you first try to retreat. Believe it or not. Then, if you can't retreat then you can retaliate. And you can retaliate with even deadly force, even if you're not facing deadly force. Okay. But in Canada, you know, if we're facing deadly force, we can, re- we can retaliate with deadly force. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.